Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. This is your boy, Chaz. I'm Ronnie. And today we're going to be covering episode 14, Still Can't See, Night Before the Counter-Offense. And just for purposes, we always talk about these titles having different names. Mine was Can't Look Into His Eyes Yet, Eve of the Counter-Attack, Part 1. I like mine better. It's all an opinion, Chad. Don't don't start off being obnoxious this early. So we're gonna talk about season four. Yeah, real quick? talk about talk about the news. All right. Well, whatever news there really is to share. It sounds like nothing's official. But go ahead. And- yeah, nothing's official. I'm not really sure what's going on. We just all know that season four was supposed to be premiering in October, and apparently, as of yesterday or the day before, that was all before the Corey. Yeah, all before the Corey virus. And apparently yesterday, Anime Times, as we all know it. Yes, Anime Times, very reputable source. <laughs> took off Attack on Titan for their fall anime list. But you were telling me it, it got earlier put on this there. week it was put yeah. on. Earlier this week it got put on, got people hyped up, and then they took it off. Wow. So Playing with emotions. Who knows what's going to happen. This could come out three years from now. Who knows? But anyways, let's get right into the episode and let's stop talking about the future. Because we're all about living in the present here. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to start right where we left off with Levi and Erwin telling Aaron that if he betrays them, well, Levi telling Aaron, if he betrays them, he will kill him on the spot. And he's like, but you're going to join the survey corpse with us, or at least that's our plan. Yeah, before we get too far into this, call your shot. Is this going to be a long episode, short episode of the podcast? What do you think? This is kind of a weird episode to podcast. It might be a little bit longer. Okay. Um, it's one of those weird ones where there's not too much going on, but there's just... Right. It's awesome. By the way, this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I like this episode a lot, too. It's got a lot of Irwin. It's got a lot of Levi. Those are my two favorite characters. I'm going to come out and say it. Okay. All right. So, the new opening. We got to talk about that, too. Don't like it as much. The new OP, it's obviously not as... The first one's always the OG, but I will say it's still a good opening. Um, yeah, this one makes me a little sleepy or something. Yeah, it's got like a cool guitar rift in right. the background for a little bit. A um, couple hammer-ons going on. But I, I agree, it's not as good as the first, but as of an, an anime opening, it's definitely up there. But we're going to get right into the first scene. We have Aaron waking up. He's still chained up underground, and he's like looking around, not really knowing what's going on. Then we get a look that we we are in Walsina Interior. Yes, we can. You can tell that these guys are in the interior by their fancy top hats that they're wearing. Yes, the very fancy. We have. They are even reading newspapers. We have citizens reading newspapers. Their fancy top hats, just chilling out. And they're worried that a Titan teaming up with humans is just a rumor slash could be a lot of trouble. They don't want him teaming up uh, with Wall Rose inhabitants and invading them. So they're, they're already coming up with these crazy rumors, which I guess I would be too. I'd be freaking out because they have no idea what's going on. But meanwhile, the Wall Rose people believe that they could even take we- Wall Rose back and the Titan could be their savior. So they're already looking up, oh, maybe this Titan's our savior. This was a great way to start the episode because you get the two sides of you know what all the citizens are thinking. We've kind of heard 
citizens' opinions before as, like, when the scout regiment is going in or out, and you kind of hear mutterings in the background. But to just do a short little scene of inside wall Cena and then inside wall Rose to just see about how this news of Aaron becoming a Titan is changing or is different between each group is was cool, I thought. Yeah, it's really cool, and it also shows how easy human conflict can arise, though, as well, because they're already coming up with these crazy-ass rumors, and they yeah. really have no clue. And it's just crazy to me that they're worried about all this stuff when there's just monster titans roaming outside. Like That should be their biggest concern. That is always such an interesting study to do with the show is to realize how many of the people inside the walls have never seen a titan. And so it's just like, how much can you fear something when all you ever do is hear about it and don't actually see it? And you get a lot of that from these people inside Walsina who are just hearing about all this stuff. So we go to the military police, and they're believing that the Titan, Aaron, could go after the central royal people, and so they need to kill him before something bad happens, and they don't want the survey corpse they call them a bunch of weirdos to get a hold of them. So I thought that's interesting too. Military police, all they care about is the the royals inside the central government. Yeah, and calling them weirdos. Not sure they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as we'll see here shortly. But we got the next scene with Erwin. Uh, He's speaking to Pixis, and they're on top of the wall. I love how I love that Pixis is always manning the wall. This is a great. From a command, is he a commander? Commander Pixis? Yes, he's commander of Garrison. Yeah, so I love any time a commander is out there doing his job. He always seems to have these big talks up here. Keep going. Yeah, so they're they're up top talking, and Erwin's uh, like, I'm a little worried, um, and I'm afraid that people aren't going to approve of, of me meeting with you privately. And Pixis is just like, yo, dog, I'm just on my morning walk and I happen to run into you on top of this wall. Come on now. Morning walk, my morning first, this is my first flask of the day, you're hitting me at a, <laughs> at a bad time. We just went to walk our dogs, we happened to see each other. No biggie. There's just a couple cool cats though, I, I love Pixis and Erwin together. Yeah, this wall talk with Erwin, it felt like his first big scene where you get a feel for what his character is really like. And as you already said, Erwin's one of your favorite characters, if not your favorite characters. So to get yeah. this first real scene with him is great. Pixis is also up there on my list, too. But they keep talking about how the military police want Aaron and how this tribunal will decide if the military police or the survey corps get him. And that Zackley will be making the decision. Zackley is also the commander in chief of. The military police, garrison, and survey corps. So he's ahead of all of it. Um, so he's going to be making the big decision. And he seems to me like he's a little bit of a mystery man. I don't know if you kind of catch that vibe from him. Yeah, he's he seems a little shady for sure. Yeah, and, he, and he's an older guy. He kind of, I don't really know how to describe him, but I was a little put off the first time I saw him. And it's kind of interesting how they keep talking about all this stuff in the first part of the episode. Because I felt like, anyway, for when I was first watching it, I didn't exactly know how exactly Aaron was going to be judged. And as we see later, it's kind of like a full-on trial. And it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal to me. It's kind of like they play with that here a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Pixis is like, Zachary will make the decision, and 
he'll base it off what he thinks is good for humanity. Um, if he thinks that Aaron's a threat, they'll kill him on the spot. If he thinks he's not, then they'll keep him alive. Like it's pretty much just what he decides, which is kind of scary that one man has the power of all of that. He's the sole judge yeah. of everything. Commander Irwin, um, he doesn't believe, though, that he can win, but he's willing to make a proposal. He's a gambling man, as you'll see in the future. <laughs> Great mindset. He's, he's basically like, too, when the time comes, he's, he's going to kind of hold off till the tribunal and see what happens. When the time comes, he'll make his decision on what his proposal will be. And Pixis just laughs while he takes a sip out of his flask, and he's like, thanks for the morning walk. That's enough. He's had enough of you, Irwin. Yeah. You're killing the vibe. And I, I just want to say, I completely trust both of those guys right there. I wish one of them were, were making the decision for Aaron. But then we go to Mikasa and Arlert, and they're you know discussing stuff at lunch, and Armin tells her that the, that the tribunal will probably decide if Aaron lives or not. He's just making assumptions at this point. He's just using his head. That's exactly what Mikasa wants to hear. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not the best thing he could say to her, but Mikasa, as soon as she hears that, ride or die, she just gets that look in her eyes. And um, as, as soon as she gets that look, somebody comes up and they say, Ackerman, Arlert, you're ordered to be witnesses in the tribunal. And they get taken off. So what did you think? What do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to play a big role in this when you first saw it, Mikasa and Armin? I think so, because I think I knew where Rico was going a little bit later when they bring up the fact that Aaron, you know, swung at Mikasa. Yeah, I kind of, I, I almost forgot, since this is the second time I'm seeing this episode, I forgot that that was going to be brought back up. Because, I mean, they make no, I mean, Irwin's already thinking they're going to lose, and I'm sure he's heard everything. He knows what kind of evidence they have against Aaron and probably just the general thinking of these people inside wall scene and how much this sort of thing actually terrifies him. So I knew that they were going to dig up something. Yeah, and the odds are just already stacked against them. But we go to the next thing when we got uh, Mr. Friendly Nice Guy, a.k.a. Aaron. He's still chained up in jail, and the military guards, they, they won't even let him you know, piss or anything. They're kind of just being Which, jerks. No, I don't even think they're being jerks. I think Aaron's being antsy because if they, if what they said is true, he went five minutes ago. <laughs> and they call him a monster too. And then he even realizes, he's like, maybe I am a monster, but he's like, but even Mikasa and Armin, my two best friends, they didn't even look at me that way. But everyone else does. So he starts worrying that He'll never get out, and he's like, I might be in here forever. And then all of a sudden, that's when my girl, sexy Hanji, Ooh. comes walking up. I love Hanji. She's very good looking. It's the glasses. I'm the Hanji stan, okay? But she comes up with Mike, and they're like, all right, Aaron, you're coming with us. We're escorting you. And on the escort, we've got Mike, or they call him Mike. We're going to call him Mike on this podcast, if you're cool with that. Oh, really? You going Mike? Unless you want to go Mike. It's up to you. We'll What's your reasoning me. there? Just the way they spell it. It just annoys me that it's spelled M-I-K-E, and they say Mike. Okay. Well, I might go Mike. You're going to go Mike? Okay. Well, I'll go Mike. You go Mike. All right. To each their own. 
but Hanji is acting as if like everything's normal. She's just talking to Aaron, you know, they're just having a normal chat. And then she's like, all right, we're here. Uh, Chit chat's over. Good luck. Yeah, if you remember her, she's the one that started drooling from the mouth at the idea of running it into a unique variant a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike, or Mike, he was also being very strange sniffing Aaron on the way there. What did you think about that? I think it's something I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start smelling people the first time I meet them. <laughs> and you got to do it aggressively, too. Yeah, and then I love how they keep uh, they keep talking about him, or Hanji does, like he can't hear. He just keeps walking, and she's just like, yeah, he does that sometimes, and <laughs> he's just unfazed. His smelling senses are so high that he can't hear. And then we cut over to the calling card, though. So it talks about the special military tribunal. And it's a military court. And we've got a judge, a prosecution, and a defense, and they're all composed of military personnel. It's very similar to, like, actual military tribunals in real life. Right. Politics have more influence than in a normal military tribunal, though, and Zachley will make the final decision, which we already know about that. No, uh, no jury. No jury, right. All right, so when we got Aaron, he finally gets inside... He sees all the people around. Yeah, he's completely bamboozled. Yeah. He wasn't ready for this. He yeah, didn't Hanji know. didn't say anything. She kind of just threw him to the wolves. And he says, you'll do great. <laughs> yeah, good luck. We're really rooting for you. <laughs> and then that's when he gets chained down, and he's front and center in front of everybody. Yeah, including the like two-story uh, judge booth that he's being judged from. This thing's yeah. so tall. Yeah, I don't know why it's that tall. I guess Zachley's just that important. I mean... Who knows? He even looks over and he sees Mikasa and Armin. And it's just a... I I don't know what I would do in his situation. I would be very freaked out. But they they then proceed with the hearing. We've got Zachley questioning him. And he explains that your fate's going to be decided right here. And then Armin goes, I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we get it, Armin, okay? You know a lot yeah, of stuff. You're smart. We get it, dude. Exactly says he must decide to which force, though, if he is not killed, will get custody of Aaron, the military police or the survey corps. Which, who who do you want to have custody of Aaron? I want them to uh, have a three-on-three basketball game to decide. I think that would be so cool. Winner takes all. Irwin's like 6'5". I feel like they got a good chance. Well, yeah, which how I don't think we've even talked about this. Levi's height. They got Levi, though, so... Yeah, um, well, but he is like a superhuman, I feel like. So. He's a superhuman, but have we even mentioned his height? What I don't is know it? if we it's have. Like, I, I know Irwin is super tall. He's like 6'5". Levi's like 5'4 or something. He's like a foot, over a foot shorter than... So taller than me, but... A little taller than you... And just like an inch or two shorter than me. Right. So he, yeah, he's average height, I'd say. The shortest podcast on the internet. That's our tagline. Yeah, that's our tagline now. It's a work in progress, but for now, that's what, we, that's what we're rolling with. So we go over, and after Zachley says that to Aaron, he's like, military police or the survey corps? I choose the survey corps, just saying. He asked for the military police proposal first. Um, we got Commander Niall Doc. Um, yeah. Okay. 
How about okay, you go dock yourself off a bridge, <laughs> asshole? He comes up, and he just comes right out in front, and he's like, look, we saw his body. He should be eliminated. We're scared. That's pretty much the that's first the, thing he says. That's the argument, yep. <laughs> his existence threatens to spark a civil war, even though he did help us. So he's like, listen, we know he killed like 20 titans. He helped us out, but... We Some know of the we would. We know we'd be in a terrible situation right now if it weren't for this guy. But listen, we got to kill this guy. <laughs> he then says, "We ask him to die for humanity's sake, leaving behind all the info he knows." Well, hey, buddy, they're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, because Aaron doesn't know shit. Priest Nick then lashes out. Uh, this guy sucks. I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah. And he's this, is, this is throwback to episode two when we ripped this guy wa- yeah. crying about the walls. He calls Aaron out and he's like, he's invasive, an invasive prick who we must get rid of. Which, did we not just talk about how this stuff was military only? Yeah. Military how this guy only, sneak in here? This guy sneaks in and not it's not even just him either. There's like, he's the only one that's speaking, but there's more of them. More right. of these wallists or whatever you want to call them. I mean, fair enough if it's all military only as far as what gets decided, but who let this guy talk? We then have Erwin. He gives his proposal, and he wants to welcome Aaron as an official member of the Force and use him to take back Walmaria. And then he says, that is all. Short and sweet. You I gotta love, love it. it. I love it. He's got so much promise in Aaron. And he's like, that power is strong, and it's clear what um our priorities need to be and that's to take control of that power yep erwin's the type of guy that called bullshit when teachers were like and it's got to be at least five pages because he he gets point across in three so what you just want a bunch of filler and it's powerful too i've never understood that (laughs) gotta be this many words yeah what is this naruto a bunch of filler episodes whoa naruto naruto so exactly then he asks him, he's like, well, where would you start this mission? And Erwin's like, well, travel from the Karanis or however you say it. Is that how you say it? Sure. <laughs> the Karanis in the east. And then we'll go there from to uh, Shinganshina. And then we'll just determine our route on the way. Yeah. So. Breaking down the plan. He's trying to do a little uh, backdoor action, it sounds like. That's when the audience members, I'll just call them audience members because I don't know who the fuck these people are. They start they start yelling and arguing. One of the guys is like, we need to seal all the gates and never go out again. And then another one wants to return to Walmaria. And then Levi's like... I'll tell you what he's like. He calls him a fat pig. Yes. He says, you talk, you talk a lot, you fat pig. I love that line. By Ballin'. Levi. He asks him, where's his proof that uh, Titans will just leave us alone when we seal the gates? You're only speaking about your friends and lining their pockets. So he calls out this guy just straight up in front of everybody. And he's like, what about the people that starve because there isn't enough land? um, And you don't even figure those people into your thoughts, you stupid fat pigs. What do these people think sealing a gate is going to do? It's not... And then you've got all these people that fled from the first attack, and now they're just supposed to live off like little bread rations. Like, how is that going to work? Good luck with that. Creepy religious wall guy then says, Shut up, traitor. 
Do not defy the walls. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Do not defy this the walls. This guy just loves walls, man. Yeah, I'm starting a religion based off toilets and do not defy <laughs> the toilets. Armin even mentions how the awesome cannons took a while because of the wall guys. He's like, not awesome. <laughs> Armin's like, <laughs> terrible cannons. He's like, these wall guys are so crazy. It took forever for them to realize how awesome these cannons are and that we can mount them on top of the walls. Yeah, when I heard that, it made me actually start looking in this wall religion pretty seriously. <laughs> I was like, wow, these are the only guys against these cannons? They might be onto something after all. But he's got a point, though. He's like, these wall, these wall guys are so crazy that they don't even want cannons put on top of them to stop all these titans. We know how effective cannons are. So that's just obnoxious. Not effective. <laughs> Everyone starts freaking out. You know, there's a bunch of banner in the audience. And Zachley restores order. He's like, everyone shut up. And then he asks Aaron if he can serve as a soldier using his titan powers. Aaron obviously says, yeah, because what else do you say to that? And then Zachley mentions, he's like, well, I've got this trust report here where uh, you swung at your girl Mikasa. And then Mikasa has a great argument, which is that, uh, listen, he is two for three as far as saving me goes, and that's not that bad. Yeah. He's saved me twice before, so I think that's worth mentioning. 66%, let's roll the dice. But do you think that Mikasa would have lied if Rico didn't say to not lie? Yes. She would have 100% lied. I do too. I think she's made it very clear at this point that she doesn't really give any cares, any bothers that don't involve Aaron. And then Aaron acts like he doesn't remember when he tried to hit Mikasa, which we all know Aaron wanted to hit her. Yeah, we made that (laughs) obvious in our episode that we know he was actually trying to hit her. Because she won't give him a just a break. And then that's when we got the asshole military police commander. He comes in and he objects. He's like, actually, uh, that Mikasa girl, she's got personal feelings for Aaron. And yeah, that's just a huge conflict of interest. And then he tells the story of how when they were nine years old, they ki- murdered three people. Yeah. That's- Whoever showed up that night that Aaron murdered those people took a immaculate report police report because this guy's got all the details he's got all of them and i must say he's kind of got a point though (laughs) two nine-year-olds that kill that murder three grown men is a little terrifying if you think about it even if it is self-defense is what he says too yeah then the guy even goes on to say that he he has to question their fundamental humanity what do you think about that do you think when you're nine years old and you kill somebody, even if it's in self-defense, does that kind of take away some of your humanity? No, this guy's such full of baloney. I don't okay. even... I mean, what are they supposed to do? They're just supposed to... Yeah, <laughs> that's this, true. Is this guy saying, now listen, if there was a case where these kids were shipped off as slaves, then escaped, <laughs> and we heard their story, we'd be on their side. But since they did kill the people who were trying to possibly rape slash sell them to disgusting pigs inside the wall below the ground wherever they ship these poor kids to we gotta we gotta get these guys out of here (laughs) that's very true because Um, because listen if someone tries to rape them now they might do it again and that's just not cool (laughs) that's when we have more mumblings in the crowd and we have we even have a guy say 
oh, that Mikasa girl, she might be a Titan too. Let's dissect her. Yeah. Hey, why are there 17 serial killers in the audience right now? Why does he instantly go to let's dissect her? That guy, and he's... We're trying to lock up Aaron forever or kill him, and that guy's just sitting in the in the crowd? <laughs> That's what even Aaron takes up for, and you know it gets real if Aaron takes up for Aaron takes up for her, and he's like, hey... And he starts like I don't even know what he what does he do? He just slams his fists that are tied up like to the ground. How does he make that big of a noise? You know, I didn't even realize that uh, at the time I was watching, but that's great podcasting, Chad. That's yeah, that's good work by you. Uh, it's just like how does he make that big of a noise? He's tied up. I don't understand it. So then Aaron starts thinking to himself, and he's like, "Should I let my stubborn side take over?" And then obviously what happens... Which that side's 95% of his sides. Yeah, so the stubborn side wins over. He starts questioning everything. And he he's starts like, calmly... Yeah, just displaying. calmly displaying everything. You know, not too irrational. But then he gets really loud and starts yelling. And he's like, what's the point uh, in those with the power that don't fight? So he's talking about himself. He's got the power. He's like, what's the point if I don't fight? And then he's like, help me, you cowards. Shut up and bet everything on me. But in a very aggressive tone. And then that's when no one says anything for what feels like a minute. This is all just so frustrating because it's like, what do these people think would have happened if Aaron wasn't there this past time? What do these people think are going to happen if this same exact situation goes down and they killed Aaron off? They just... I I cannot believe the stupidity amongst this crowd. They just have no clue what's going on. I would love for these people... Somebody has to mention the armored and colossal titan. Because they've broken to the wall twice now, and no one has even been able to even attempt to attack them. So they're obviously still on the loose. They could do it at any time that they wanted. These people have too much faith in the cannons. I guess they do. But right when that happens, we have a military police guy. He's like, oh, draw your weapons. They start freaking out. And right when he raises his gun, we just have just a monster kick to the face. Oh, my. This is is brutal. And Aaron's tooth goes flying. First kick. And then you're like, oh, dang, that was mean. Hopefully he doesn't do that again. Well, he does it 37 more times. I know. I almost (laughs) counted. And then I just realized I didn't even, couldn't even bother. I'll say this. Even though this is an animation and stuff like that, when one of the things I can't handle the most, I can watch people get shot all day. When someone just continuously gets beaten into a pulp, I don't, I never take that well. <laughs> well, Mikasa took it really well. <laughs> she just sat there patiently and waited for it to be she over. She was just like, oh, poor Aaron. No, Mikasa started to do something, but Armin somehow, with his massive strength, held her back. How is Armin not crying here? Yeah, Armin's almost enjoying it at this point. I don't know if he was a little pissed about Aaron's whole situation, but we obviously see Levi's enjoying it a little bit too much, too. Do you think he went too far? No, I don't. You think he did exactly what he had to do to get his point across? Yeah, I think... If he didn't go to that extreme, did you see like all these people in the audience? They're they're so fucking crazy that I feel like he had to go this far. I felt like there were some extra ones at the end where people were like, "Oh my god, okay," and then he yeah. threw in like a couple more in that 
like that last part, and people were like, "Oh, damn, there was no need for that." He'd... Yeah, that's when uh, even what's his, the Dawkins guy or whatever. Yeah, he intervenes and he's like, "Hey, uh, you can stop." Now. Aaron's just sitting there dead. And then Levi's like, "Well, pain is the best training method. Um, it's easier to kick you while you're kneeling down." He's like, "I need to train you like a dog." That's when I thought he took it too far when he said he needed to train him like a dog. You might be right. That's <laughs> someone looking to Levi for animal cruelty. Peter's gonna be all <laughs> over his ass. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, give my German Shepherd to Levi to train or not. The military police guy is even like, "All right, Levi, wait up." If he gets angry, do you think he'll turn Titan mode? And Levi's going, what are you talking about? Didn't you say you were going to dissect him just a couple minutes ago? You're going to freak out for me beating his ass? And one guy stands up and goes, no, I was wanting to dissect the girl. <laughs> and then he's like, he killed 20 Titans. Um, the last Titan shift, but... Like, the cannons can do that too. But he's still no match for me. These guys sit behind walls all day playing chess. They don't even... They don't grasp the situation. Yeah. He's like, you shouldn't be persecuting him unless you think that you can kill him yourself. And then I think that's when that guy realized he just needed to shut the fuck up. Because this guy is not doing shit to Aaron. Sorry for my language. This is a family-friendly podcast, and I apologize for that last statement. Not a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> so after the genius plan uh, that I kind of realized that Erwin and Levi... Um, came up with with Levi beating the shit out of Aaron Erwin says in the middle right at the last kick he's like I have a proposal of having Captain Levi take full responsibility of Aaron Aaron's control and to go on an expedition outside the walls so right after Levi got everyone's attention Erwin says this just absolutely genius do you think Erwin is coloring his hair so do you notice right the brown on his... I mean, the brows are the same exact color as his shaved sides. Yep. And he's got some serious blonde hair. Thing is, I don't know top. how they color it in this world. I feel like they're a few gener... Well, several generations back from our modern time right now. So I guess he's... What do you think he's using to color it? I don't know. You think he just has a very strong passion for beauty products? I think he does, but... He needs to get his eyebrows waxed. All I'm, that's true. Although, they might... They look styled, too, is all I'm saying. They're not just like a, a right-across-the-line thick eyebrow. They've got some different volumes to them. Yeah. So, I just think he really is into self-care, and I respect it. I respect it, too, and he's just a cool cat. He's a cool cat. I mean, he's working it. Him and Pixis are just cool cats, dude. Top five attractive guy in the show for sure. Levi's number one, but yes. Well, McDreamy's number one, but well, Levi, I think Levi is, but okay. Number one, McDreamy. So, number anyways, two, Keith. three kits. Based on the expedition, though, I'd like you to judge whether he's boon or bane to humanity. So, Erwin's leaving it all up on the table for Zachley. He's like, if, if you let us go on this expedition, you can then decide afterwards. If he's good or bad, if you think he's bad for humanity, then kill him. I don't care. Exactly asked Levi, he's like, do you really think you can control him? And he says, yeah, I can kill him, but hopefully I can do less if he gets out of control. Which is an awesome line. 
Levi's basically saying, I'm so fucking strong, I'll probably kill him before I do anything else. And then that's when Mikasa gives her look to Levi. I don't think Mikasa likes Levi too much, Eric. But... <laughs> Make sure you edit that. <laughs> I don't think Levi likes... <laughs> Did you almost do it again? I don't think Mikasa likes Levi too much, do you, Ronnie? No. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> you did it right that time. <laughs> no, I didn't. Alright, go back. I don't think Mikasa likes Levi too much. Do you think so, Ronnie? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the... <laughs> But anyways... Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Zachley then makes his decision on that. And we don't know what that decision is because it cuts to the next scene. And Hanji, Levi, Mike, and Erwin are with Aaron. So then we obviously know what the decision is. (laughs) They did not want to give Zachary the screen time yeah. to make the decision. We're just going to cut over and see the decision here. And so we got Hanji, Levi, Mike, Erwin. They're all apologizing to Aaron. They're even telling him, they're like, look, dude, we're sorry. Erwin's like, I respect you a lot, though. You have my utmost respect. Um, I can't believe you endured that pain, but I appreciate you. Welcome to the squad. And then Levi's like, come sit. He comes sitting beside him, puts his arm around him, and Aaron's just scared shitless at this point. Yeah, Levi says, "Do you resent me?" And Aaron responds, "Uh, <laughs> no, I guess uh. not." But everything goes smoothly. You know, they all get along now. Aaron understands, or at least he says he understands. Who knows if he actually does? But no, this is a good episode. I felt like it was the. Uh, We've heard talks, but we really saw firsthand exactly how clueless some of these assholes and sidewall Cena and how oblivious they are to the entire Titan situation. I mean, just so many of them feel like they haven't dealt with a Titan, and I would love for someone to ask how they plan on dealing with them when they keep coming. Yeah, and they can't even deal with these mindless Titans, and it's just like you have two, well... Most people believe to be two human titan shifters and the armored and colossal titans still roaming around. You have no idea where they're at. Right. And now you actually have one on your side and you're not going to use them. Yeah, we were laughing at the idea that 66% wasn't good, but given their situation, it's not bad. If you had them fight for you two to three times, then you need to try and figure something out given your situation. Exactly. So what do you, you think about this episode overall? You're Ron? running out of walls. No, I liked this episode. I, it was um, it was a different kind of episode, but it did give us a insight on their kind of government situation they've got set up, and so I liked that. It also also shows too. This was you know in inside the central, right above. The capital, right? Or is it in the capital where this took place? I'm not 100% sure, but I guess the other point I want to make is it really character builds for Erwin and Levi. It does. Like, it's so cool. The payoff's so good for Levi 
beating Aaron up and then afterwards them revealing like this was the plan. Erwin had the short and sweet speech because he didn't need to say anything. Like he was going to show them yep. exactly how serious they were going to take it rather than some long drawn out bullshit he had come up with. Yeah, it also showed too, though, how clueless the people inside the Capitol are government wise. I feel like the government is just so far off from the actual survey corpse and everything. But too. at the same time, exactly, you know, saying a little creepy or little, he made the right decision. He seemed like the most, I thought he was going to be trouble. He seemed like the most sane one out of all of them. He seemed impartial, took in the news, and did what he had to do. So I respect him for that. Do you have anything else? I think that about covers it. All right. Well, this is another episode down. We keep moving right along. Uh, We'll keep you guys updated. Right now, we really are. We are churning these things out like no other, but... We obviously want the season four as quickly as we can get it, but if they do push back the date a little bit, we'll probably slow down on these just to savor it. And our weeks are pretty full right now, podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. We've got some moves happening. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on in real life. Yeah, but we're here for you, the fans. Okay. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. We just wanna we want to build a nice little community. The anime community seems so chill compared to all other fan bases, and we just want to build our own little AOT Chronicles thing for when season four comes around. We can all just we're gonna be so hyped. Talk um, about it with. We might even do some a little YouTube slash reaction wow. videos of season four. That seems to be the thing about Attack on Titan and these yeah. animes. So we might have to get into the game. Paris, let us know if we should. All right. But anyway, subscribe. Hit us up on YouTube. We don't have much traffic there. Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. We'll respond. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. This is Chad. Peace. I'm Ronnie.